Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and this weekend is Father's Day. If you want to make your dad laugh, tell him this joke. What did the chip say when he saw the cheese stealing? Hey, that's nachos. So, I'm sure you laughed as hard as I did. Ha ha ha. And that's funny, but you know what's not funny? You know what's exciting is that we're going to be talking about some awesome films. We're going to be talking about Secret Life of Pets 2, Toy Story 4, Press Event and the Movie, the film yesterday, and Captain Marvel, which is now on DVD. Right now, we're going to talk to Kendall, who's from Denver and is 15, and this is his first time on the show. Kendall, we are so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. So, what was it? What's it? What? Are, what's going through your head right now, like being on the show for the first time? Um, just I'm pretty relaxed, not too nervous or anything. That's really exciting because you know, I remember when I did my first radio show, I was nervous, but you seem oh. really relaxed, so that's very exciting. So, yeah, I look up to you in that way because you know, doing these shows is not easy, but yeah. it's so much fun. But it's good that. You're relaxed. So have you seen, you know, um, what's some of the films that you've seen lately as a kid's first film critic? Um, I saw The Sun is Also a Star in Secret Life of Pets 2. So which one was your favorite? Um, probably The Sun is Also a Star. Ooh, The Sun is Also a Star. They teach you that in biology, you know, like the sun is this really hot star and that if you get too close to it, that's really dangerous. Well, good thing we can't get too close to the sun. We can go to the moon, or we can wear UV glasses, UV ray sunglasses. So, oh, that reminds me of the time where there was that, that um, you know, where they had that eclipse, and they told everyone to wear mm-hmm. those glasses. Yeah. Yeah, so that's super cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so how long have you been a film critic for? Um, I would say this is about, let's see, almost three months. Three months. Wow, that's exciting. So you went through the training. Yes. And you saw some films and you met some people. So, yeah. And, you know, may I ask you, what was your audition like? Um, it was, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was cool how they kind of, um, took the parents out of the room and kind of just talked, focused on us, the kids. Yeah, that's really exciting because, you know, kids have a lot to say and kids are cool, you know. We get older and you're 15, so yeah. teenager, you know, that's really cool. I'm still a teenager and it's cool that we get to do this, you know. So what's yeah. your favorite part about being a Kids First Film Critic? I like how we get to see um, movies before they actually release so we can kind of brag to our friends at school and how we got to already see that movie that they always wanted to see. Did you brag to them about the ones that you saw? Did you like, oh, I got to see The Secret Life of Pets and The Sun's <laughs> Also a Star? No, I'm not that mean. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good. That's good. You don't want to make them jealous. Yeah. But that's so cool. So what would you say is the most valuable thing that you've learned as a kid's first film critic? Um, To just be yourself, to 
be outspoken, to use my voice. Wow. Well, that's very valuable because we like when everybody is themselves. Stay true to yourselves because you are the best you that you can be. Exactly. So what are you hoping to achieve in the next coming months as a Kids First film critic? Like, what would you say you're looking forward to? Uh, Just seeing um, more of these um, good movies that I've seen so far. Just looking forward to seeing more of them with my mom, with my with my parents, and just um, bonding with them, seeing movies with them, laughing with them, having fun with them, and doing the video reviews and being on YouTube and being on this radio show right now. Wow, yeah, that's so exciting. How, my last question to you, Kendall, is how would you say you have changed as a person? Like, I know you haven't physically changed or like mm-hmm. you're the same person but like yeah. what what would you say like how has your mind changed or how's your personality changed um just I'm a very quiet and shy person I just had to adapt to being louder and using my voice and not being as shy to open up a little bit wow well that's great that you're opening up we Love talking to you. And I think that you're doing a really, really, really amazing job as this being your first time. Uh, Thank you. Sure. So that's all the time we have, unfortunately. But thank you so much, Kendall, for talking about your experience. So we're going to switch over. And now you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Secret Life of Pets 2, Toy Story 4 press event and the movie, the film yesterday, and Captain Marvel on DVD. Right now, we're going to switch over to Catherine, who's from Chicago, and is 10, about Flugels, Season 1, Volume 1. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you very much for having me. Sure. So, Flugels. Wow. I remember when I saw Flugels, like, a year ago or so, and I thought that those characters were just insane. Like, they are so cute, and they're so strange, but they are so lovable at the same time. So... Tell me about what you thought of the Flugels, because this is not like your typical series. You got these weird, weird in a good way, because there are different kinds of weird, but weird characters that just make you laugh and they go on missions and stuff. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, I feel the same way as you. I think the characters are absolutely adorable. And, you know, I think that this is kind of perfect for, like, younger audiences, like, pre-k through first grade because you know if they see something that they haven't seen before the flugels kind of help them like figure out what it is and they're also just very fun to watch because you know it's like oh i know what that is how do they not you know it's kind of giving you some laughs because they're all so funny we love to laugh that's what films and tv shows do especially the flugels they're just so funny like i remember watching them and you know they're just like trying to do all these things before the little girl comes home and it was just like really really fun so what was your favorite thing about the flugels like was there something specific that they did or something that they learned about that you thought was really exciting well i really liked um the i think it's called project picnic where they all got to go on a picnic and uh junior boomer 
got stuck in the picnic basket. And so um, the other flugels had to try to come and save him. Could you imagine being stuck in a picnic basket? Like, that reminds me of those pillows I think that they sell in Costco where they're these big, like, like cocoons. It's like being stuck in one of those. Like, you can't get out. And, like, especially a picnic basket. Like, I can't even fit in a picnic basket, nor would I want to. But um, that's exciting. Wow. So I'm sure you really enjoyed that. Yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> so what did the Flugels try to teach you? Like, you're 10. So what, what do they, like, what have you learned being 10, like, from the Flugels? Well, I mean, I've kind of learned kind of, you know, more details kind of about what they're learning about. You know, they had like um, a project. Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> they had like Project Rainbow. And, you know, that kind of showed how, I mean, rainbows are kind of made. And, you know, I didn't know too many details on that. And so they kind of teach you, like, more details for the older audiences. But, you know, I do recommend this for younger ones because they're learning more of the skills that, um, like, first graders are learning. And, you know, like, older people might get a little bored with it. That's true. I see what you're saying. You know, I am 19, but I still enjoyed it. So that just... That's exciting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think that my mom would really want to watch this, but, you know, you never know. Maybe your parents want to sit down with the flugels and have some popcorn and just hang out. But that's exciting. So are you going to check out the other seasons of the flugels or do you think that this one was just your enough? You know what? I kind of enjoy doing the things for the younger kids because it's always kind of fun, you know, so I would probably do more. Very cool. I wonder what season two, volume one or season two, volume two has in store for the Flugels. I'm sure it's very exciting adventures and valuable life lessons and just tons of fun. Who's your favorite Flugel? My favorite Flugel is probably Junior Boomer because he's always so hungry and he's a little clumsy and that always just makes me laugh. You know what? That's exciting. I mean, it's good to be clumsy. Not really, actually. I take that back. It's not really good to be clumsy. I once broke my nose in a school bathroom. That's me being clumsy and slipping on water. So we don't want that. But we do want food. Food is exciting. Food is fun. <laughs> so... I can yeah. really oh, very clumsy. <laughs> wow. Um, yep, breaking bones, painful, but it's part of life and growing experience. Well, Catherine, my last question to you is, what would you say is the age of the star rating for this series? You know, I would probably say for the age, age range, probably two to six, you know, if you really want to get engaged in it. And then I give it a three out of five stars. Because, I mean, it has good learning stuff, you know. I just wouldn't watch it, like, for fun or anything. Wow! That's actually really harsh, but that's that's good that you're being honest, you know. Um, yeah, the flugels are fun, but not everyone would like to watch them on their free time, you know. There are other things to watch. But 
that's exciting. Well, you live and you learn and you grow and you watch new things. So, Catherine, thank you so much for talking about Flugel Season 1, Volume 1. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. We're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom. Go Team Sonic. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And next we'll be talking with Kendall and Catherine on Secret Life of Pets 2. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for having us. Of course. And so, I'm super excited to hear what you guys have to tell me. I love the first Secret Life of Pets. I thought it was so cute. So, um, starting with you, Kendall, um, what were your thoughts on this movie? Um, I honestly, when I first went to go see it, I, didn't, I wasn't really that excited about it. But after, after seeing it, I really enjoyed it. And I think other people besides little kids will enjoy it, too. And um, Catherine, could you tell me a little bit about um, the storyline and the plot? Well, yes, of course I can. And it's kind of the same as the first movie, um, but also new ones, too. It's kind of about a bunch of New York City pets and, you know, their adventures, like from farms and to parks and all some... All between when their owners are kind of with them, but not paying attention, or they're at work. And so, I mean, the, the, the writers were creative. They were able to kind of intertwine a few different stories together throughout the entire movie, which I think is always 
cool to have different stories but then intertwine them at the end awesome yeah that's really cool and so Kendall so what I, from what I understand just based off what Catherine just told me there's all these different storylines going on right so did you have a particular favorite storyline um my favorite was when Max and Duke go to the farm and they meet a character that's introduced his name is Rooster this kind of an old dog and he kind of teaches Max um, different ways to survive in life because it's a crazy life they live in. They have to do more things than us humans that are difficult. And I think that really um, showed how much the, each uh, characters cared about each other. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds cute. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a fun movie. Um, and Catherine, so... Uh, how did you feel when watching this film? I felt very satisfied with what was going on. And, you know, I just thought it was amazing because it had so many amazing actors in it, like Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Harrison Ford, and, and like, Eric Stone Street, who were all very amazing actors. And I was just happy with the movie in general. And I just thought that, actually... The, the sequel is much better than the first one. Really? That's really cool to hear. Not Oh, that doesn't happen very often, but that's really wonderful that The Secret Life of Pets or the sequel is able to do that. Um, so Kendall, could you elaborate a little bit more on the voice acting? Because as Catherine mentioned, there seems to be a pretty cool cast in this one. Yeah, um, of course, uh, Kevin Hart being a crazy bunny, and just, I loved how um, the directors and the producers, like, had their personalities, had the, like, the celebrities' personalities into the characters. I like how they had Tiffany Haddish sassiness in Daisy's character. And I thought that was really cool how they just put the human characteristics into the dogs and the yeah. pets. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, really cool as aspect of uh, movies with animals. And I love uh, when animals talk and are um, voiced by amazing actors as well. And so, um, Catherine, what did you think about the animation? I thought that the animation was very cute. It was really ingenious, too. Like, you know, it is kind of the style of the illumination and I kind of like that style yeah I love illumination too all I think like some of my favorite animated movies are from illumination especially like Despicable Me and the Minions uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions today we're talking about Dark Phoenix The Secret Life of Pets 2 the Toy Story 4 press event yesterday and Captain Marvel and right now I'm going to continue talking with Kendall and Catherine about Secret Life of Pets 2 and so um, Kendall can you tell me a little bit about what you thought about the characters and sort of their development throughout the film um, I liked how the characters um, were kind of they're just just themselves. They were um, they're not trying to be like the other dogs. They're just being their cool, crazy selves. And um, I liked how they at the end they um, all kind of helped each other out and helped 
um, look out for each other. And I thought that was really cool how they have that special bond with each other. Awesome. That's so sweet. Um, so what did you, uh, did you have a favorite character? Snow Bunny was probably my favorite. I loved his crazy, imaginative personality. <laughs> yeah, I remember him from the first Secret Life of Pets. I liked him a lot, too. He's a big, big personality. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Catherine? Did you have a favorite character, too? I really liked Daisy because she's just so sassy, and she's very funny, too. And, of course, the actor that plays her is Tiffany Haddish, and I always love movies with Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to meet these new characters. There seems to be quite a few. Um, so, um, Catherine, how would you compare uh, this one to the original? I know you mentioned that it was better, but could you elaborate a little bit more on why you think it was better? I feel like the first one was kind of a little random and I just kind of got bored with it. But this one, I was always just, I was glued to the to the screen and you know so the first one just wasn't as appealing to me as the second one so you know it was just a little more boring and they didn't really intertwine the stories as well as i would have liked to see okay very cool um and kendall so can you tell me a little bit about the soundtrack and the score and the sound effects i thought those were really really good i thought those were really like cool how they put they had a little Beyonce in there they had um designer different cultures of music in there and I thought that was really cool really that's interesting was it a musical by chance did they have like um different songs throughout the film yeah like um just I think they did a good shuffle I think they did a good mix of the songs so that's really cool. Catherine, what was your absolute favorite part of the film? My favorite part was when Pops was doing puppy school. I just thought that the puppies were literally adorable. And probably my favorite puppy was Pickles because he was ador an adorable little chubby puppy who had the cutest little voice. Oh, I love chubby puppies. I can't wait to see this. And how about you, Kendall? Did you have an absolute favorite part? Uh, my favorite part is when they all came together to save the nice tiger and to defeat so-called the villain of the story. Awesome. Yeah, I always love those end moments when all those heroes come together. And yeah. Yeah. And so what did you think of the villain? Was he like really menacing and a good villain? Yeah, I think they made him um, a good villain, kind of like a, a Marvel type uh, villain. Not too crazy, but he just, you could tell he was just bad news from the start. Ooh, I love good bad guys. That's always, if there's a good villain, I think I'm bound to like the movie. And so... Catherine, what were some of the messages that you really felt in this film? I thought that it was, you know, it's 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 okay to be a like afraid, you know, because being afraid can also just it's what makes you, you know, human. It's what makes you, I guess, in their case, an animal. And I also thought it had the importance of teamwork because they were all kind of working together to help each other out. 
Oh, that's really sweet. This sounds like a really cute movie, and I just I'm so excited. Uh, and Kendall, what did you um, think of the ending? Did you really like it? Do you think there could be another Secret Life of Pets, perhaps? Yeah, probably. I like the end. Um, there's a scene where this old lady has a bunch of cats, and they uh, take her car and they get all the cats up, and she, she's just letting the cats drive her, and she's sleeping there in the car jamming the music and i thought that was really funny <laughs> i'm just laughing when you tell when you're telling me that that sounds really really funny um and Catherine, do you think that anything could have been changed or improved in this film you know i thought everything was pretty perfect and you know i just just loved it it had the right amount of everything Wonderful. That's amazing to hear. And so finally, what would you say the age reach and star rating would be, Catherine? I think that the age rating would probably be 6 to 15. And I highly recommend it to all of those pet lovers out there. And I give it a 4 out of 5 stars. I was very happy with it. Wonderful. And how about you, Kenzo? What would be the star rating and age range? 5 out of 5 stars and... Um, I would say probably 5 to 18. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you both. And you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank oh, you. you too. Of course. And so be sure to check out Secret Life of Pets 2 in theaters today. Especially like Catherine said, if you're a pet lover, then you got to check it out. And I, I know I will. So let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom. Go Team Sonic! Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. 
Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about the secret life of pets, and next we'll be talking with Catherine, who's from Chicago and is only 10 years old, about the Toy Story 4 press event and the movie. So I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Sure. So Toy Story 4, wow, that brings me back to a lot of lot of days when I was so young and looking at like Toy Story 1 and 2 and 3 and Toy Story has always been like such a big part of my life and a lot of kids across the nation and the world. So this is really exciting to talk about Toy Story 4. So tell us a little bit about what you thought of it. Well, I mean, I thought it was probably one of the best. I know this has been going on for about 24, 25 years, and it's so crazy. But this was probably one of my favorites and it had so many like amazing actors, but you know, it usually does. And I mean, I just had so much fun watching it. Yeah, Toy Story 4, especially with all the toys, and it's so sad because you know, these toys, like they're just hanging out together and you know, you want toys to be loved by their owners and like play with them. And especially like just being a kid, like we have so many toys. I still have so many stuffed animals in my room. It's like, so hard to even walk in there from when I was a kid. I donated some of them, but, you know, just having these toys and, you know, growing up with them. So I think that Toy Story 4, you know, it sounds like a really great movie. So would you say that you had a favorite character in this film? One of my favorite characters was probably either Forky or Bo Peep. Forky probably because, well, he's kind of new to the world. So he's a spork that Bonnie made when she was having her kindergarten orientation. And so he was just new to the world. He he didn't know what a toy was. And then probably Bo Peep because she was really a new person. She Well, I guess toy in their case. Um, she was very strong, very independent, and and I just thought that those are two very great characters. That's so cool. Forky, wow. We use forks to eat and play with, and that's really exciting. So it's nice to see that there's an actual forky character in this film. Does he, like, does he, is he, like, very flimsy? So, like, like, what is it? Well, he's just, He's just a spork, literally with, he's just a spork and he has like the, the pipe wire arms and like popsicle stick legs and googly eyes for eyes. Wow, he sounds like a really cool character. Well, can't wait to see him in this film. And so you also went to the press event, right? So tell me a little bit about that. How was that? It was absolutely one of the best trips I've ever had. It was so fun. So I went um, last week. So on Thursday, I went to Orlando and I settled in. On Friday, I rode some really fun rides at Disney World. And I went to the screening of Toy Story 4, which, again, was really one of the best movies of the Toy Story movies. And by the time the screening ending, the uh, the screening ended, the park was closing. So I had dinner with my parents. And as the park was closing, 
Uh, there was a vibrant display of like fireworks, animation, and like a Star Wars laser light show. It was really cool. And then Disneyland kept, or Disney World kept the Toy Story Land open for the press after the park closed. So I got to take fun pictures with the Toy Story characters and I rode the rides at Toy Story Land. And wow. then on set, sorry, there's more, there's more. <laughs> oh, no, on go ahead. Saturday, I interviewed, or I had a one-on-one interview with Annie Potts, who plays Bo Peep in the movie. She's, uh, so Annie Potts is so, like, loving and inspiring. And when we were filming my video, uh, Tom Hanks ran into the screen and totally just video bombed me. And it was totally awesome. I was like, um, oh my god, you're Tom Hanks. <laughs> and so nice. And then we went to two press junkets, and the director uh, complimented me on my questions. And um, Mr. Hanks made me stand up during my question so that uh, we could talk about his video bombing. He, like, he made me laugh the entire time. Um, and then once the press junkets ended, we flew back to Chicago. Wow, that sounds like so much fun, especially since you got to leave Chicago and go to Orlando and really experience everything about Toy Story. So what would you say was like the most valuable thing you learned from going to the press junkets and Disney World and having so much fun? Well, I mean, it's, you know, first of all, Kids First is awesome, but I already knew that. Um, And, you know, you just don't have to be, like, afraid to, like, you know, meet people, you know, because, like, famous people, too, because, like, I was, like, so surprised that Tom, like, Hanks just ran into my video, and, you know, they were so nice, and, you know, all of the actors are so nice, and, you know, so I just learned, you know, be a nice person like them, and, you know, Kids First is very awesome. <laughs> Wow, well, we love the compliments, and we love that you love Kids First, and we really enjoyed, you know, just learning about how you went to Orlando and had so much fun and got to experience everything, and that was really, really exciting. So I'm so happy for you, and I can't wait to see your reviews online. So now, what would you say would be the age and the star rating for this film? I would say the age was would be from, I would say... Four to 15, and adults will like it, too. I mean, if you're always a kid at heart, watch it, you know? And, I mean, my parents loved it. I loved it. I recommend it for pretty much everyone, I guess. (laughs) And the star rating, I would say, is a five out of five stars. It was just awesome. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for talking about Toy Story 4. We loved having you on the show and hearing everything about your experience and Tom Hanks photobombing you. That's like a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so I'm so happy for you. Yeah, and thank you for talking to me about Toy Story. No problem. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Secret Life of Pets 2, the Toy Story 4 press event and the movie, the film Yesterday, and Captain Marvel, which is now on DVD June 11th, which is actually today. So... We're going to continue talking to Catherine, but we're going to be talking about the film yesterday. So, Catherine, welcome back. Even though we just talked to you like 30 seconds ago, it's a pleasure to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, did you see this film yesterday? Ha, you probably didn't. I just wanted to make that pun, but, you know, (laughs) wow. So, when did you see this film and how was it? 
Um, I saw this film, I saw it a little while ago. I think it was in May, May 25th, probably, something like that. <laughs> and, and so that was a little while ago, but it was really good. So, like, what was it about? Like, what, were the, what was the character dynamic like? Um, how did the movie make you feel? How was it? Yeah, so overall, the, the movie was really good. And so yesterday is about um, a man named Jack, and he wants to be a famous singer, you know, but his, like, his songs just aren't great. And while riding his bike, the world's power somehow goes out, and Jack gets hit by a bus after recovering, his friends give him a new guitar, and he tries it out by singing a song by the Beatles. His friends have never heard the song before or even know who the Beatles are. So Jack gets an idea to take those songs as his own so he can become famous. Wow, that's like the most interesting plot I've heard in a really long time, that, that he takes people's songs and he gets hit by a bus. Like, that's crazy. That's That makes me like... That makes my bones hurt. I mean, my limbs hurt, even though I didn't even get hit by a bus. Oh, my gosh. And this world that Jack lives in is, like, crazy. They don't have the they don't have the Beatles, but John Lennon is alive. Can you imagine? See what I did there? John Lennon had a song named Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You and the puns. First with Yesterday and now Imagine. We are just so punny. Wow. <laughs> so um, that's so cool. Now, would you say that there was a part of the film that you could really relate to? I know it's like about the Beatles, and I'm sure you can't relate to getting hit by a bus. I hope not, because that's so sad. But even about, like, writing music or just, like, living the life of, like, as an ordinary person, like, what would you relate to in this film? I can relate to him not having any front teeth, because for a while, I did not have four of my front teeth. <laughs> Oh my gosh, did they just take longer to grow in, or did you get in, like... took longer to grow in. I mean, I lost them all, like, right at once, and then they just didn't grow for so long. I looked really weird, but, um, and also, I can just kind of relate to him just being kind of, like, an ordinary person, and, you know, just kind of wanting to be more than that, and I'm also inspired by the Beatles, and so is he, so, yeah, we're very relatable. Wow. Yeah, that brings me back to the not having front teeth and I, Tooth Fairy, getting money. That was so exciting and learning about the Tooth Fairy and um, the Beatles, too. They actually have a class at my school where you can take a class on the Beatles if you really want to. So that sounds like that would be a really cool class to take. And even learning about the Beatles in this film and the songs and everything. So that's really fun. And how did the film we don't want spoilers, but the way that the film ended, like, did you think that there was a very valuable life lesson that, like, was put into it and that it ended and it culminated really well? Or do you think that, you know, like, how how was the ending for you as a film critic? Like, what did this film, like, bring about in your head, like, once you saw it at the end? I mean, you could kind of tell from the beginning that it was a bit of a love story, but what I kind of got out of it was follow your dreams and put love first and, of course, tell the truth. Yep, put love first and tell the truth. Telling the truth is always important, and you never want to lie because liars, we don't like liars on this show, and we don't like liars in general. We love truthers. So, yeah, 
Well, what would you say, my last question to you is, what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film? The star rating, I give it a four out of five stars. I do recommend this for ages 11 to 18 and adults as well. It it has it has a lot of drinking, but I mean, it's in England, so that's to be expected. And it has a little bit of, you know, uh, talking about sex and stuff. So, I mean, I would just say, like, if you, like, I would say 11 to 18 and adults. Wow. Well, that's a great variety. We love having you talk about this film yesterday. You could not have seen it yesterday if you're going to see it tomorrow because past and the future are very different. That probably made no sense, but we are so glad to have you talk about the film yesterday. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for having me. No problem. We're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom. Go Team Sonic. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm Sahiba, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about yesterday and the toy story press event and next we'll be talking with samantha about captain marvel welcome back samantha Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited to talk to you about Captain Marvel. So, um, what were your thoughts on the DVD overall? Well, I actually thought that Captain Marvel was very well written. It was displayed perfectly. The storyline was great. I really liked the action in it and the fact that this is the first female-led superhero movie to gross over one point over a billion dollars so that was like really exciting because 
you know, we love women in media and we love seeing Captain Marvel. So that is exciting. I really like the DVD and I would recommend it to everybody because who doesn't love Marvel? Yes, that's so, I know, it's really awesome that they had such a powerful female superhero and it's something you don't see very often, so it was very cool. Um, so what were your thoughts on the acting? So I actually really enjoyed the acting. I thought Brie Larson portrayed Carol Danvers, like, exceptionally. She's such a great actress, and the emotion that's in this movie and just seeing how strong she is and her in every action scene was just impeccable. So I really loved seeing her in the film. And um, Ahira Akbar, who plays Monica Rambeau, which was really exciting. I got to meet her, and um, she was a great actress as well, picking out all the colors on the suit in the movie. And McKenna Grace, who plays the... I'm trying to remember what she plays. Oh, she plays the young Carol Danvers. And um, her portrayal of her is just really, really amazing. And um, just seeing how Carol grew up and how she was so young and she was like having trouble with fighting and everything, but then she became so strong. So I really enjoyed that. Awesome. And you just mentioned that you met two actresses. You met them at a uh, press event, right? Yeah, I went last week and um, yeah, they were so nice. I got to interview them and we talked about their favorite superpowers and McKenna said she wanted to be like a genie that grants wishes, and Akira said that she wanted to be somebody who could teleport, and I thought that that was really cool. I like to fly, so if I had a superpower, I would like to fly, so that was, like, really exciting. Yeah, me too. I would love to fly. I think that's just the coolest superhero superpower out there. What did you think about the special effects? I mean, superhero movies, you, you always need some good, good special effects. Yeah, I like the special effects. I thought my favorite part was when she broke through the blockbuster. I thought that that was really cool. I really liked, and then they have the thing on their hands, and she just presses a button, and then, like, everything explodes. I think that that was really cool, too. Um, I thought that the special effects were really great. I also, when I went to the um, press event, they were talking about character design, and it takes them, like, a few months just to come up with one character, and they showed me pictures of the outfits and like for Brie Larson they had this um her mask that they put on her like they have to fit it to her face and if it doesn't fit her she's like oh it doesn't fit and then they have to like redesign it and everything so they have to 3d print it so I thought that that was really exciting just to see that because we really don't see that behind the scenes so that was really cool yeah it's surprising when you watch a movie I I realize that I don't necessarily at that moment recognize how much effort goes into making the movie because it seems so effortless but it's really not um you are listening to kids first coming attractions today we're talking about dark phoenix secret life of pets 2 toy story for the press event yesterday and right now i'm going to continue talking with samantha about captain marvel so we were just talking about how it's um, so much time and effort goes into making like the costumes and um, so what did you think about like the costumes and the set designs in the in the film? I thought that the set designs and the costumes were really great. They talked about how they all meet at a table once they're done like designing everything and they all discuss it with the producers and the directors and everything. So I thought that the set designs, even including, like, Blockbuster and, you know, including incorporating, like, space and, like, different realities and everything. Like, I just thought that that was really amazing. And 
something that, you know, I haven't seen prior Marvel movies, but, um, you know, well, now I have. But, like, when I saw Captain Marvel, I didn't. So it's really great that you can understand it. Not perfectly, but you can get a really good understanding of the film, and you, if even if you haven't seen other films, so I really like the um, set designs. I wouldn't really change anything about it. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned that you just recently saw um, a new Marvel movie. How would you like compare it to Captain Marvel? Sort of set that high bar. Yeah, I just saw Avengers Endgame, and I think that Captain Marvel, like seeing her. Okay, yeah, seeing Captain Marvel, like, make her appearance in that movie was, like, really powerful because, you know, there was, like, parts of the movie where she wasn't in it, but then when she does appear in it and everybody comes together, you know, I thought that Endgame was, personally, like, Captain Marvel more because I, since I haven't seen the other Marvel movies, I wasn't as, like, hyped up for it. You know, like, everyone was talking about, you know, what happens to Iron Man and Thor and all these things. Like, I I wasn't really sure about that. So I like Captain Marvel because you know, all about female power, but um, I think that Endgame was really good, too, but, you know, when you see a woman just be so powerful in a movie, and it's all about her, and, you know, what she does, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, when you talk about other films, you know, compare them in that way, just because it is so powerful for women to be in movies, so, but they were both really good. Yeah, I completely agree. When um, Captain Marvel came in Endgame, I know what part you're talking about. It's a little towards the end. I won't spoil too much of it, but when she comes in and she's, like, fighting, it's like, oh, I got so excited. So I totally understand what you're saying. And so what did you think of um, the score, the music, and the sound effects? I really liked the music and the sound effects. I thought that it was very suspenseful and it keeps you on your feet. I thought that, you know, when you're watching the movie and they're like you know everything that they do and all the contraptions that they're putting together when they're trying to you know go back in time and um get the stones and everything like that I thought that you know it was very suspenseful and um you know there were like some parts of the movie that were really sad I don't want to spoil it but when they have to get one of the stones and um there's two characters specifically and they one of them has to end up losing their life to get one of the stones so I thought that was really and then when they're playing music around that you know it's really sad and I thought that they chose the music to be you know very pivotal and very exciting and I thought that everybody would really enjoy it awesome did you have a favorite part in the song the favorite part I thought the favorite part was actually if you're listening this might be a spoiler but um in the end when she has to go and find a new home for I forgot what their names are they the the scrolls or something is yeah. it is it yeah when she has to go and find a new home for them and she like goes back up into space and I thought that that was like really cool and then when you see Endgame then you see her appearance in that so it's like they're connected so I thought that that was really exciting yeah oh the ending was really amazing do you uh would you like to see a sequel something more to Captain Marvel in the future I think that there should be you know um maybe more like even with McKenna Grace and Akira Akbar, like seeing them grow as characters too, since they're young kids, like putting something around their female power or Lashana Lynch, who plays uh, Akira's mom in the film, like developing more on her. I, or um, the or Jude Law, who's the one who's like flying the plane and um, uh, gets in the accent. I feel like if they built around those characters that I would love to see a sequel on that. Yeah, for sure. That would be wonderful. I loved the side 
characters in this film they were really well developed and sometimes side characters aren't really you know that um well developed and so i thought that was awesome too but um finally what would you say the age range and star rating would be i would say that the age rating would probably be like 10 to 18 and adults would really enjoy it I mean, younger kids could see it too, but I just feel like the, the older you are, the better you'll understand it. And it depends how like young you're into the Marvel series because I got introduced into it later. So that's I'd be towards the latter end of the spectrum. But um, I would also give it a five out of five stars just because it was so touching and heartwarming, especially, you know, as a reporter like you and me, just seeing like women in media and them representing such a great community I thought that it was just really exciting because I you know aspire to be like Brie Larson not necessarily an actress but just to be a strong force in the media that we have today so we're so young and we're growing up and like all of us kids first reporters can like really look up to her so um yeah it was a really great film yeah, for sure. It's really wonderful um, to see Cap. And she's so powerful. Like, she's, like, the most powerful Avenger. And the fact that she's female, you know, everything's just so amazing about it. But thank you so much, Samantha, for speaking with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You're so sweet. I love talking to you, too. Well, I love talking to you. And have a great day. And be sure to check out Captain Marvel on DVD today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom, Go Team Boom. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening and have a great Father's Day weekend. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.